This is Purple Elephant, where I bring the proverbial elephant to the table in order to deconstruct ableism, prejudice and misconceptions. On today's episode, we're talking all about what it's like to be blind or low vision on TikTok. It's a platform that I absolutely love and my three guests today, Jay, Reese and Sophie, talk openly about their experiences on TikTok, the inaccessibility, but how much we love it and the community we've got from it. Uh, text and stuff like that. I don't know how you do that because you have to set the duration, and I find it really tricky because it's such a small editing like board. Mm. It's just so mm-hmm. fiddly. So, it, like, yes, that's great for viewers, but it's not great for creators. Welcome to Purple Elephant, guys. Thanks so much for being on today's episode. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Uh, so, my name's Reese. Uh, this is Sophie. Hello. Um, we are an interabled couple, so I am registered blind and Sophie's fully sighted. Um, and we are on TikTok at Blind and Blonde, and we've been doing it for a couple of months now. Fab. Hello, my name is James. I go by Jay on TikTok. My handle is the Baritone Blurred. I am legally blind. I have a condition called retinitis pigmentosa. I've been doing this since December 29th. And I started making videos to find community and to raise awareness about the abilities of individuals who are on the blind spectrum. Fantastic. What would you say the the biggest triumph of being on TikTok is for you personally? I think it's just having people, like even just one person comment on a video saying, oh, I didn't know this. Thank you for, like, this is so interesting. Thank you for letting us know how you do X, Y, and Z. I think, like, just knowing that you're putting good positive representation out there of blindness and disability and stuff like that it's just so rewarding for us both yeah that's so true yeah there's there's nothing kind of nicer than after you know a bit of a rubbish day you then get a comment from someone saying like the the, the comedy of the video is like really made my day or like made me feel better you know like even if just yeah. one person enjoys that then that's yeah that's awesome and also other um visually impaired people saying i found your channel i'm so I'm so happy that i have you know yeah you've made my day that's just that literally makes on yeah and like as you touched on just now I think the the actual community itself has been such a triumph for for me and us both really like just being able to you know being able to chat and communicate with so many other blind people like all across the world um and also like for us interable like other interable couples as well it's been really cool um so yeah, just that, like having that really nice sense of community, like a lot of support and stuff. And like, I had no idea there was such a big, a strong blind community on TikTok in the first place. Yeah. So to chat with you guys and and share experiences and stuff has been, it's been really, uh, yeah, like really amazing for, for me. Yeah, definitely. I have to agree. The biggest triumph has been finding, I guess, when people start to tell you, because I've had a number of people tell me and it was hard for me to imagine that anything I was making was doing this, but they said that I feel less alone because you have a lot of people who in their towns, in their cities, wherever they are, they are the only visually impaired or legally blind or blind person that they know of. So a lot of times you can feel by yourself. I got a few messages that were like, you made me feel less alone. Like I didn't know that I wasn't the only person that went through this. And that for me is above anything else, Um, just helping someone realize that they're not alone because the hardest, one of the hardest things that you can experience in this is feeling by yourself. If you're experiencing vision loss and no one else understands it, it could be tough. If you're the only person in your town 
that has to use a cane or has to constantly ask assistance for other people, um, that could be challenging. So when you can help somebody feel less alone, when you can help somebody feel as though they're not weird or they're not a freak or they're not, you know, a mistake and they feel like, okay, there's a community of us that are just like this, that go through the same things and they can do great things. So I know I can do great things. When you can make, when you can give somebody that feeling, that for me is the, one of the biggest triumphs you can have um, being a content creator. I agree with you personally, Jay, because as someone that's been on the internet since 2015, sharing my story of vision loss and mental health issues and chronic pain, having those messages from my blog or social media and now definitely via TikTok, although it's fewer and far between on TikTok personally, knowing that you're helping someone feel less alone and that they are, if they feel the way that you have felt, that it's okay to feel that way. I think being the only disabled person within your family or within your circle, sometimes it can make you feel lonely and like you're being left out. And it depends on the web of people and support you have around you. But if more people tell you you can't do it rather than you can, having another disabled person saying, I did it this way, I failed, I did it this way, I succeeded, then it gives them hope as well as mm. almost comprehension that it's okay, that if any of those things happen, it's cool than anywhere else. What would you find that your biggest barriers to access are within TikTok? The biggest challenge I find TikTok as far as accessibility is being live. The whole point of being live is to be able to interact with those um, in the community who are watching your current live and being able to scroll through questions or comments live is a challenge on TikTok. I don't know whether there needs to be better integration between accessibility features on both Android and iOS platforms and TikTok in terms of comments and being able to keep up with it because the larger your live goes, the harder it is to kind of keep up with comments. I remember my first live I did, I tried to do it on the iPad and just being able to try to keep up with like reading questions without going, hold on guys, I, I need to like cycle through this again because the, the voiceover goes back to the beginning and most comments won't read out loud. That can become challenging and frustrating People enjoy, uh, like I get people who message me all the time, when are you going live again? When are you going live again? And it's just like, I want to go live, but I don't want my life to look like a car crash every single time I'm on there trying to figure out, okay, well, how does this work now? Every change that TikTok makes to make it, I guess, more functional for sighted individuals seems to make it more challenging for less sighted or non-sighted individuals. So improving lives and improving the integration between text-to-speech and live would be fantastic. Yeah, I totally agree with that. A lot of the access issues that I personally with TikTok uh, tend to be kind of rescued by the fact that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing this all with Soph and so, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff like that with the, the, the lives, yeah. I just kind of sit back and let Sophie do it. Yeah, I just read the comments how, and mm. then, yeah, which is challenging because I also have a processing disorder, which is similar to like, dyslexia. Sometimes I'm like, I have no idea what people are saying. 
the editing as well. I mean, I don't know how you guys find editing on TikTok because I, I don't really, I mean, Sophie does pretty yeah. much all of ours. Um, I can just even the kind of most basic stuff like using the sound library and stuff, you know, I, I want to be able to do that more, be able to do that more independently. Yeah. And I would love to be able to, to edit our own, you know, edit the videos and, and, and plan for future videos by looking through the libraries and stuff. But uh, yeah, a lot of the kind of more basic features are just um, unusable. Um, so that that can be a bit difficult. Yeah, and I think with things like text to speech coming in, like they're great for visually impaired like viewers. But mm. it, I mean, I don't know because I do the things like placing the uh, text and stuff like that. I don't know how you do that because you have to set the duration, and I find it really tricky because it's such a small editing like board. Mm. It's just so mm -hmm. fiddly. So it like yes, that's great for viewers, but it's not great for creators. Uh, I have to get real close on my screen to use text-to-speech or set duration and it goes away so fast if you like mm -hmm. click on it and it pops up if you don't do it i think in like two or three seconds it's yeah. gone and i'm trying to like see it so i have to click on it over and over and over again <laughs> for it to like okay set duration set duration and then trying mm -hmm. to get the, they're like two little bumpers where you have to like pull yeah. them together exactly, and if yeah. you can't find sometimes you have to turn off like i know on my phone you have to turn off talk back in order to move those bumpers otherwise they just won't move at all so like mm, that becomes mm. problematic so mm. yeah i if i find that hard enough as a sighted person then yeah that needs some serious looking at <laughs> absolutely i'm i'm with you 100 percent. as an iphone user i have played around with the effects of the settings and unfortunately half of the buttons aren't labeled and the other half are inaccessible with voiceover and mm -hmm. having zero vision i don't then have that luxury not that any of us should have to use our site if it was made accessible but i don't have the luxury of doing it with sites so i do a lot of my editing with grant i'm the creative head and i say this is what i'd like this is where i want you to put this but for me doing it most of the buttons aren't labeled so then it's so tricky to do it without having any vision whatsoever so mm. even having some vision and using that your advantage isn't good enough because you shouldn't need to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. The other thing I can honestly say, I don't know if you guys ever poked around in the analytics. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. There is no world where my, my <laughs> screen reader reads anything in analytics that helps me whatsoever. That's um, so true. I've yeah. been trying to figure out, because they always say, well, you know, you should always post whenever they say your viewers are watching the most. And I click and it just says label. Label. Yeah. Label. I'm yeah. like, great. So my my viewers are watching that label. I don't know what that is, <laughs> but it'd be nice to know because like if you ever watch or see the times of day that I post, I post at random times of the day just trying to figure out okay, what time of the day is best. Mm. Because I honestly have no idea. If you want all creators to use analytics, make it accessible for all creators to be able to use analytics. One hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I've had it, yeah, the same with, with that and the uh, the regional one as well with the countries. Yeah. I've no idea, you know, where those yeah, are coming it's from. A, it's, a, um, it's like a graph. So I assume they haven't made it accessible because it's just too much effort for them to do or mm. something because it's a graph. So Well, then don't make it a graph. Well, don't make it a graph then, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that would work, yeah. Like, what made you join TikTok? So Sophie joined TikTok first because you got it like peak lockdown yeah you know? yeah and I would always just hear Sophie scrolling and I'd be like what's that you know 
weird app that you keep using. Yeah. Um, yeah, you used to have a go at me because I spent all my life on it. And now look at us. <laughs> <laughs> I was introduced to it through Sophie and she'd kind of like, if there were any funny clips and she'd show me or whatever. A couple of months ago, we just uh, decided, um, shall we start uploading like some funny stuff? We actually saw that there was a blind community kind of existing yeah. already. Yeah. And I've always written like the odd skits and sketches and stuff to do with blindness um, and I've always been really into comedy and stuff like that so I thought you know this could be a really good put some of those ideas out there we we started it together and um, we didn't expect it to kind of no not at all take not off as quickly as it no. has so. Yeah, no, it's been it's been really awesome. I'm I'm just glad because before we went on it, I was in the category of people that are like, oh no, I'm too old for TikTok, and then, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I realised that I'm not. Although I still get uh, comments where I literally it's like just teenagers putting like initials, and I'm like, I don't know what they stand for, and I've never felt so old in my life. Yeah, <laughs> or like certain phrases, and everyone seems to know what they mean. And you're like, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have to urban dictionary that. What was the one where people like people were saying cap a lot? Oh yeah, no. Oh, cap. I had to Google that. I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it means lies, but let's look it up. Yeah. I was too proud to ask, and I wasn't going to be like, "Hey, honey, um, no cap. What exactly is that?" So after I just kind of like figured out what they meant. No one said it in my comments yet. I just keep seeing it in videos. It's like uh, on the FYP, almost every fourth or fifth video has someone saying no cap. I'm just like, mm. okay, whatever that means, I'll figure <laughs> <Yep>. it out. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny, Reese, because your your story is actually similar to mine. Um, my wife actually had the app before I did during the, the pandemic. And it's just like, she's watching it because my wife, she's she's more of a social media person than I am. She started watching videos. And a lot of the videos she would watch, well, first TikTok annoyed me because um, there was that trend, the caught up in a bad romance trend where everyone was singing uh, caught up in a bad romance in like a different key. And that started oh, to like, yeah. work my, my last nerve because it was just like, <laughs> how many more times? I thought she was watching the same video over and over again. I'm like, yeah. how many more times can you watch this one yeah. video? This she is sounds good. Can we move on now? But it's like, I didn't know that, you know, that that's how TikTok works. You know, you had to be able to dance. I'm like, well, won't be able to do that. Um, <laughs> that's just not going to happen. Um, yeah. And then she came across Bimo the Prince, and his stuff is absolutely hilarious. Like he does the Gen Z versus millennials versus like boomers versus Xennials, uh, and I'm like, oh, that's funny. And then she would come across like other funny videos, and I'm like, huh, you know, I could use a laugh right now. Let me download this app. I won't do anything with it, but let me download this app. See how long this lasts. So I downloaded the app, I got on there and I started watching a few videos. You look up something on the internet and TikTok or Facebook is like, oh, so you were looking up this. Okay, cool. So you must want to watch videos dealing with this. So I started to get some like blind creators just coming up and I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like everybody's kind of like sharing their story. And the thought kind of came across my mind like, you want to share your story? Because I've wanted to be a content creator for so long. Like I thought I was going to do YouTube. And then at one point, I thought I was going to just like make videos on Instagram or whatever. And I'm just like, nah. And I remember talking to my wife and I'm like, you know what? I'm thinking about making videos. Like they're only a minute long. Like you can't screw up too badly in a minute. And <laughs> she's like, if you're going to do it, do it. Like just put it out there. And I'm like, no one's going to care. She's like, how will you know unless you put it out there? So one night I just sat in my living room and I shot like eight or nine videos and it was just me kind of like introducing my channel and kind of introducing like myself and talking about my condition. And I'm like, I'll put it out there and I'll, I'll see if anybody cares. And lo and behold, people started watching the videos and commenting. Somebody actually commented on this 
And I'm like, I'm afraid to read because the internet has conditioned you that every comment is negative and you know mm-hmm. somebody's gonna be cursing you out or saying something mean. And I read and then like I have RP too. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is this cool. Like, you know, people start to like gravitate towards your stuff. And the more you kind of put yourself out there, the more fun it kind of became. I have for the most part enjoyed the experience of being on TikTok and finding a community of people that are just like you, who understand you, who make you feel less crazy when you, you know, you experience certain things. So I kind of knew that I had a community out there. I was speaking to other disabled people, other disabled creators, and I was in an echo chamber. And I love that because it means that I'm validated in how I think and feel and the oppression and the ableism. But the real thing for me is educating non-disabled people on the lived experiences, visual impairment. And so I really thought, well, TikTok is a young platform. Uh, It's new. You'll probably get different people following you there that you wouldn't elsewhere. And I also follow a fantastic entrepreneur called Gary V. And he basically said, if you want to get attention, um, TikTok is where your organic reach is. So I thought this is where I might find the people that I can educate and I'm not in this echo chamber. And lo and behold, I did. And now I have a very good following. I'm really, really lucky of the following I have. But in my mission to educate and entertain, I have the same repetitive bullshit every day. And I'm like, oh, please. Please stop mm. asking. Can you just watch my other video and boost those yeah. views yes. instead of asking the same questions? So yeah. I guess my next question to you is, what are the repetitive questions and the, the ignorance slash ableism you've personally received on the app? Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I have so much. I have so much. <laughs> like, it's interesting because like, I totally agree with what you said. Um, it's such an interesting platform because it is one of the one of the only ones where like where you actually do just get attention from complete randoms, yeah. like where you wouldn't probably get that otherwise. The the best one in terms of just educating like you know a, a random lot of teenagers about blind people where they wouldn't or, or you know or just any disability where they wouldn't normally come into contact with it. Because as you said before, a lot of the other media platforms are like echo chambers. Now, obviously, with that then comes the ignorance as well. I think I get off quite lucky on our channel because because Sophie is obviously like an active part of the channel. I think a lot of people assume that she does all of the comments and she does all of the kind of all the visual stuff. So you know, I don't we don't tend to get all of the like. But how are you commenting? And we how did are get you? That in the early yeah but now not so much well we only get it because we sometimes do it where like you know if I'm replying to someone then I'll put Reese on the end and mm. if, you know if Sophie's doing it then she'll put Sophie and so I'll get the like but how is he commenting if he's blind and it's like okay you know yeah and how many times like, do you have to actually reply to that yeah like, were you just like I'm not replying anymore yeah so like, you do you totally need a copy and paste kind of uh response to that I think it would, yeah it would be, you know I have access I have accessibility features on my phone and like, please just look at other comments and, and, and you know, you'll see, you'll understand. So that, that one, we don't seem to get as much because obviously Sophie's on, on the channel as well. Um, like the ones I hate the most, um, I made a video about it and then didn't choose to submit it because I was like, I don't know if this, we were still quite early on in the process and I, I was a bit worried about like making it too serious, but I definitely, 
want to tackle it more in the future because I just think there is so much more ableism than I expected when we yeah. first joined. And it's so like it's casual. Yeah. Like it's seen as like not actually ableism because of how casual it is, but it is just straight yeah. up ableism. It's the casual like dehumanizing comments, I think. It's the way that people will watch a video and then completely ignore any of the content that you put in it. Like they won't, you know, they won't comment on anything to do with that it's that it's the, the comedy or the content. They will literally just say like ah oh, hope he doesn't see this like oh you know what you better hope he doesn't see yeah and I think we get that because it's a joint channel so they assume that I've done everything I've put it out and then oh you better hope he doesn't see what you've made about him and it's like Like, obviously I've made this we made it together you're in it I'm literally recording a voiceover like it's just mad and I think a lot of people just think a lot of the teenagers especially I think on TikTok get very excited about the fact that they can put a smart ask comment and then get likes on it i think you know, a lot of people are like well, what's the what's the funniest line joke that no one's heard before very frustrating i think especially obviously i'm assuming you guys have had similar experiences where it's like you know if, you, if you've had this uh, your entire life then then it's just incredibly frustrating and boring and it's like i just want to res- respond to them all in one go being like this is stupid like shut up but it's a bit but you can't like and i get it that a lot of the time people aren't being like malicious on you know on purpose or well most you know most of the time they're not they, they don't think about what they're doing but yeah and and also because you can like comments on tiktok i think a lot of people take sh- cheap shots to get those likes yeah absolutely the ones that just kind of exhaust me the most are just ones that completely like take me out of the equation you know like mm. that they'll act as or, or even just like the ones that are like oh like this is so sad like or yeah, you know like really yeah. sympathetic ones it's like i'm literally making comedy content like or, or yeah, I'll say yeah, the other so day. cute. It's like what? I'll say, I'll say the day to If I could ban one comment from ever existing, it would be I'm so going to hell for laughing at this. I hate that comment yeah. so much. Like, why? So stupid because if a blind person is making it as a comedy piece, like you're not going to hell for laughing at it because it's not, it's not meant to be offensive. It's, it's a joke. I don't think people. No, that's the thing. That you can be anywhere on the blind spectrum and actually still be creative. Mm. The level of understanding, I would say, of, of a lot of people is if you're blind, then there's there's not really much you can do besides, like there's something you did recent in, in the blind morning routine um, where you were like, um, then I go home and I you know play music as all blind people play music and you started playing the piano terribly. And it was just like, number one, First off, yes, because that that is a stigma. That is a stigma that works my nerves. What 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 makes it bad for me though is I actually can play the piano, so it's just yeah, like, same. Oh, same. <laughs> but, but like everyone thinks the stigma is like you know the only creativity, the only creative thing you can do is play the piano. Like you can't tell jokes about yourself because you're always supposed to feel bad about yourself, or you can't like poke fun at other people because you know you should be afraid of other people like firing back. The videos I love the most are those of us who not only can make fun of ourselves, but when somebody like attempts to come at us, we can fire back with with the best of them. Mm-hmm. But the thing I love to do when when the malicious comments come, I have two things. So number one, I've learned to filter out words I don't want to see in my comments. It's possible to do so through privacy settings. You can actually filter out every word you don't want in your comments. I, I know that in the disabled community, people will find anything to kind of like pick with you about. 
whether it's your disability, whether it's your race, whether it's your size. And I have a lot of things kind of going against me at the moment. So um, <laughs> I just was like, you know what? I don't want to see any of these in my comments. Um, and especially because I have a daughter on the spectrum and I like to have my, my oldest in the videos. That's, that's the trigger for me. Like if I don't usually make reply videos, I usually don't. But if you want to see me get banned for community guidelines, talk about my daughter on, on a comment. And I guarantee you, my account probably won't be around much longer. But then the other thing I love to do, because I realize that most people who say malicious things um, are doing it for attention. So my favorite comment to reply is comment ignored by creator. Um, and then people will be like, you know, what do you mean ignored by our creator? Like, what do you mean? Like, you know, I just ignore my comment and I just keep moving because I know I've made them mad and I've won the exchange. You can't report me for community guidelines because I didn't say anything wrong. I didn't say anything mean. I'm just letting you know I'm ignoring the comment. But it just almost, in, it looks like an automatic response. Like, yeah, the, the creator chose to just ignore you. Because at the end of the day, they're just looking for attention. And the more attention you give them, the more validated they feel. You are so right. See, you guys are way above me morally <laughs> because I reply to every one of these comments and I usually give them sass because I just don't care. Oh, well, they're just uneducated because for some of them, they are just being nasty about how shouting watch to a blind person really isn't useful because A, they probably know where they're going and B, watch to a blind person in no other context is completely pointless. But instead of appreciating that I was an independent blind lady, people threatened to push me in front of oncoming cars and say I should die and say I should be run over and they're never gonna help a blind person again. And I think maybe you are saying it because you want these likes, but also I don't agree with it. I, I did at the beginning start replying and some of them I, I laughed along with it because I actually thought their, their comments were funny. But now I just keep replying that I'm going to report their comments to the police and show it to the police. And yeah. it soon stops them because they yeah. realize I actually have. I've screenshotted every single violent comment towards me because one day I'm going to show it to someone. And I believe that you can have freedom of speech but you don't need to be abusive in that freedom of speech, especially when you don't know the person and you don't know the context. There's really a balance of everyone's an individual and you choose how to respond, but I wouldn't take that shit from anyone on the street, so I'm not going to take it because you're hiding behind a keyboard. Well, that's the thing. I honestly don't think that they would say it to you in person. That's, that's, the, that's the thing that's kind of like, you're only saying this because you're behind a keyboard or because you live far, far away. Like you would never say this to me in person. You would never say this about me in person. If we were face to face, nine times out of 10, you would probably stay clear from me to just watch and observe. But like people feel more empowered to say things when they're behind a keyboard than they would in person. So that's why most of the times I'm just like, you're doing this for attention. Like you're just doing this for attention mm. or you think you're going to trigger me because you find it funny to watch someone get upset or you feel good because people have made video replies, just cursing you out for a minute. Um, so the less attention you give them, like these are, these are people that like at the end of the day, if you give them no, it makes them angrier to ignore them than it does to reply to them. 
Like I've literally seen trolls get upset. Like the you're just not going to say anything. You're just not going to respond. Nope. nope. Yeah, that's why yeah, you're I a think, person. <laughs> I think it really struck me with what um you were saying with the with, with the road video, Sassy, where there were so many just like awful, like violent comments, like you said. I think so much of it um seems to stem from the fact that people were like you know threatened by the fact that you weren't being like a like a really like meek you know yeah. submissive disabled person do you know what I mean so like and that really but that's what bothered me so much because it was like you know oh if, if we don't if we choose to present ourselves in any other way then like what's palatable to the to the general public do you know what I mean like you know we have to be this like really like either like really happy to really disabled person yeah like really polite or really kind of meek or someone that is or it's, it's either that you have to be like constantly really positive and like friendly or you have to be oh like oh my god this is the worst thing ever like you feel sorry for me do you know what I mean and then if you don't present yourself in either of those ways then you open yourself up for abuse somehow like and that's what just really bothers me because it's like why does this why does so many of these people think that it's okay to, to launch abuse at you like that just mm-hmm. because you're presenting yourself in in, in, a, in a different way and, yeah you know it was just yeah. yeah it was really awful being in somebody's personal space whether they're disabled or not without permission is not okay telling mm-hmm. a disabled person or telling a blind person watch there's a road there instead of saying hi i'm dave um i noticed you're getting quite close to the road do you know where you're going can i offer a hand uh that's so much better than just mm-hmm. shouting useless pieces of information at people especially those with visual impairment you wouldn't go up to a a deaf person actually I was about to say you wouldn't go up to a deaf person and start shouting at them but I have deaf friends and yes that does happen instead of talking normally they shout in their face but it just in context it doesn't make any sense when you engage your brain if you were to put yourself in those shoes if you were out by yourself why do you suddenly think that Mr. Member of the Public or Mrs. Member of the Public is going to be your hero? Because they're not. You got there by yourself. How do you think you're going to get home? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm no, so I absolutely bad. agree. No, literally, I completely agree. It is that thing, isn't it, with so many of the comments where it's like, I just want to shake all of these people. I should, you know, you just want to kind of just try and educate them all in one go but I think that is like as we touched on earlier it's so nice when you do kind of feel like you get that breakthrough yeah um you know with 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 even if it's just like one or two people where you know they're like oh my god you know I've just watched through all your videos and they're so cool like I've learned so much and it's like wow like that's sick you know like that that kind of makes up for it does like one positive comment is worth so many negative ones yeah absolutely are there any topics that we haven't covered yet that you'd like to cover? I would say advice to new creators. You find people who inspire you to kind of like make content. So mm-hmm. you are actually someone else's inspiration to make content. And the one thing that I would probably advise people to do, because I'm learning how to deal with this, like it kind of goes hand in hand with what we were just talking about. Because when you hear so many things about like TikTok doesn't like this kind of user, that kind of user, that kind of user, that kind of user, like, and then you fall into like several of those categories. And then you go look at your likes and your followers. And then you go look at like the likes and followers of like other people in your niche. And you go, well, what's wrong? Like, it seems like everybody likes my stuff, but like, what's wrong with me? Like, why can't I get followers? Like my advice to people would be 
learn to love your content in your community and try not to get too hung up. Like you want your, your community to grow, but like try not to get too hung up on how many followers you have versus how many followers someone else may have or what's the average amount of followers in people who like put out content like you because for me for a little while it kind of drove me crazy to kind of see people come on and like I've seen some people come on who the majority of their channel is just basically stitching my content and they've blown up to like large numbers and I'm like still stuck at like uh I'm still under 5,000 so it kind of like drove me nuts to like well people seem to like my content but I guess they don't like to follow me I guess um so like my advice for people would be learn to love your content and the community that's interacting with you and probably not get too hung up on numbers because it will drive you nuts if that makes I guess any type of sense yeah, I, I can agree with you more. Watch Gary V, who is an entrepreneur. Basically, stop looking at the numbers because if you create content that makes you happy and in some way educates others, especially because he does it from a business perspective, he's like, then fuck everyone else. So bizarre because we we shouldn't have to feel that because someone is bigger than us as a platform, it doesn't make them any better. We're all humans. So... Mm being being proud of what you create is really the main goal like I've really had to learn that too because just the way TikTok is I guess it's it's a it's a difficult thing of you create you put so much time and effort into what you create that you hope once you get a bit of traction once you get some followers once you get a bit of community you're like well of course this should do well because this is similar to content I've made before and it absolutely flops. And I have to not go on social media, ironically, the week I'm due my period, because otherwise I just want to punch everyone in the face that does better than me. And I, I can relate to that. Yeah. And then I'm like, how dare they get better views than me? And just I just go insane. And it's just, it's not good for your mental health. I would always create what you want to create be proud of it and as long as you're proud of it that's all that matters but don't let the influence of other people around you feel negative about anything you do yeah I completely agree I think it's so much more valuable to have active like an active community than it is like viral videos I mean we've had one which has over three million views but we didn't get followers from it because they don't care about us and it's so much more valuable to have content that people actually engage with maybe relate to and yeah you build up that community whether how small or big it is it's just more valuable i don't know if tiktok is just like trying to troll me or whatever but they're like tiktok doesn't like disabled creators crap tiktok doesn't like black creators crap TikTok <laughs> doesn't like fat creators crap <laughs> at one point i actually That's thought about fair. quitting i was actually going to like I mean, clearly this isn't for me like clearly no one likes my stuff clearly and it, and then like the reality kicked in like no people like your stuff you have a bunch of comments to reply to that that's the proof that people like your stuff you know yeah. you have inboxes to reply to like like yeah. i had to learn how to focus on who i have instead of mm. who i don't 
because yeah. the, the, the moment you become like, I'll, I'll say this, I've seen just being, a, cause I am a big nerd. So I'm like, I'm a, like, I, my YouTube subscription list is ridiculous. There's no way I can watch as many people as I'm, I'm following on YouTube or on Twitch for that matter. Um, I've watched people lash out at their own audience because they're not growing. And it's like, you begin to punish the people who are there instead of being appreciative for those who are there. So I'm trying to learn more and more to just appreciate the people that are here instead of being angry at the people that aren't. Because the more you lash out at the people that are there, the less, li like, the less likely they are to stay. Like I've literally left communities on Twitch and on YouTube because all they would wanna do is just yell about how like no one follows them or no one appreciates them or no one likes them. And you start to feel like, well, am I no one? Cause I'm here and like, I watch everything and I comment on everything. So apparently you don't appreciate me being here. So I'm trying to learn to more and more to consistently appreciate those who are here. Yeah. I am. I resonate with you so much, Jay, because I've been public since 2015. If you look at, say, my Instagram, all my Instagram is, apart from when I share my TikToks, is educational. And I just, it just shows. It's like, yeah, you're not, you're not interesting because you're being educational. And it's like, I put something out on TikTok and it blows up because it's funny. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's so difficult yeah. because you will try your best to be exactly who you are. But it sometimes, for whatever reason, people around you do better or they somehow flick a switch and no one tells us the secret sauce. So we're all left behind thinking, what on earth's going on? And I think that's the difficulty is content creators are put on a pedestal of you have to be viral in order to be noticed. You have to have this many followers in order to be liked. You have to have this many views in order for people to think you're good enough. And that should never, ever be the way that society is perceived because it just goes back to being the child in the playground that never got picked for PE or the kid, because I was in a wheelchair at school. I was very lucky I had a good handful of friends, but being the disabled kid in school who had their wheelchair stolen every, every fucking afternoon and I had to go hunt the kids down. And instead of saying sorry, they just laughed in your face. And it's like being bullied in school all over again because you're, you're picked last or you're ignored. We have to try our best to remember that it's almost not reality. Although that's real people, it's not actually reality. Community doesn't pay the bills. I don't know if you wanted to become a content creator that did it full time, having 200 views is gonna be nothing. They won't, they won't think much of that. But I think from a, a human perspective, having 200 views means that either 200 people or a handful of people watched it a couple extra times and you've got at least 100 people that follow and like what you do and in reality can can you really say that when you step out of the door 100 people would listen to what you had to say and i can tell you for a fact that on facebook i can't get 100 people to like anything and i have like no. several hundred friends and it's just like that's i think that's what made me actually stick around for tiktok is because the people i know in real life don't really reply much to what I say on Facebook, whether it's positive, whether it's silly, whether it's goofy. And I've got like several hundred random strangers who like not only like what I'll do, but they actually care enough to comment and or watch again. So it's just like I'm I'm 
I definitely want to be appreciative for, um, and I definitely am appreciative for uh, the ones that are there, that are constantly there, that constantly check for you, who, if you miss a day of like posting a video or you miss like a week, people kind of like inbox you, are you okay? Like, are, are, you, are you still doing this? I'm like, yes. Like I literally had somebody inbox me and we're like, um, we haven't seen you this week. Like, is everything okay? Uh-huh. Just had a baby, we're still in the hospital. Probably not a good idea to use a hospital room as a backdrop, even though I did after a while. Um, <laughs> you did, it's great. Like, yeah. You know, they they wanna, they like, they care. And that, make, that makes the world of difference. That makes a world of difference. I think this is what the beauty of community is is that mm. a lot of um, the disabled community, um, I feel personally from being on all the different platforms, is that when you just start giving people your time and attention because you genuinely like what they're doing, you kind of end up bonding and forming friendships. Some obviously go nowhere, but some are like, oh, yeah, this is really cool. Let's let's work on this together. Let's do that together. And I think mm. it just is a really natural way of making new friends. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Indeed. What about you, Jay? Do you feel pressure? To represent um, when you feel like you have to show yourself at your best. I started telling my embarrassing stories. Um, A lot of things went through my head. Like, you're about to tell people, you know, all of the things that happened to you because of your vision. And some people are going to laugh with you and some people are going to laugh at you. Is that what you want to be? And then at the end of the day, I realized this is my page. I'm going to show as many facets and as many assets of myself as I can. And if you feel like it represents the community well, fine. If you don't, fine. But I know when I started, it wasn't my intention to represent the entire community. It was my intention to just represent me. So if... There's a video, if one of my embarrassing stories goes viral and it just, it, people feel like, oh, you're putting us in a bad light, that, that's fine. It's, it, it's, that's why it's stories about me and that stories about everyone. But if I can stand up and be an advocate, because that is one of the things that I'm very passionate about, um, being an advocate for this community, um, if I can, then sure. But you have to realize like, one of the, one of the, the best things about being on TikTok, like I, I mentioned earlier, is the ability to be able to laugh with other people about some of the experiences that they've had because you've had those same things. So if people find it offensive to say, screw, you know, screw the disability, screw, you know, or laugh at yourself or laugh at some of the things that happen, then that's something that they have to check. But you can't, you on this platform, you can't please everybody. And the second you try to is the second your platform is over. I was gonna say, I, I, it's really nice to hear that from you guys. Um, Cause I, I, I definitely, it's one of those things where it's like, I know that I, I put that pressure unfairly on myself, but um, like, it, it's really, yeah, it, it's kind of reassuring to hear that. And, and that definitely resonates like in terms of like, going ahead, that's definitely how I kind of view it. People don't realize there's more to us sometimes than just our disability. And when you try to talk about other things, people, I've gotten people stick to blindness. Like, I'm like, that's not all I am. Like, that's not all of who I am. Um, I want you to know, you know, I'm putting myself out there slowly, but I want you to know more about me and, and my life. And I like to share my world with you guys. And some people enjoy it. And some people are like, that's not what I signed up for. Well, you know. 
thanks for coming. Um, but knowing those differences, I think highlights that, yes, we all do have similar things, but you can't label us all as the same person. Um, so the more you learn about the differences in our lives, like the things that we all face that are different, um, or the things that we all experience that are different, the more you can learn that you're going to run into a person on the blind spectrum that is going to have some things that are very, very similar, but are going to have some things very, very different. So treat them first as a person and not just as a, oh, well, you're blind. So that means that you have this, 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 and this, but treat them like, okay, you're blind. So you may have some of these experiences, but tell me more about these other experiences so that if I have to help you um, or if I need to help you, I can go off you as a person instead of this automatic template of what I think a blind person is. Because a lot of times, like I, I said all the time, like we're not all Stevie Wonder. We're not all Ray Charles. Like you can't <laughs> just lump us all that we don't have the uniform. What are you saying 90% about 90% of us don't have the like <laughs> sunglasses and, and you know what I mean? Like and now sitting at a piano, like but <laughs> the more people kind of learn about who we are as a total yeah. person, the more they can learn that this is a condition and not a, a, a complete and total identity. So my final thoughts on being on TikTok is throughout my journey, it's kind of been what, you, what you've chosen to make it. Um, if you want to be educational, if you want to be uplifting, inspiring, you totally can. You will see obstacles and people who will fight back against you on it, but that's like any other platform. Your response and how you address it, it's totally up to you but you can definitely make a positive platform for yourself and a safe space for people who want to be involved and learn more about you and who you are. You can find me on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram at The Baritone Blurred, and you can find me on Twitter at Baritone Blurred. Thank you, Sassy, so much for having me. Just jumping in here at the end to say that unfortunately Reese and Sophie had to dash off right at the end of the recording. That's my fault because we were too busy chin wagging rather than podcasting. And so they haven't done their final thoughts, but you can find them on Instagram and TikTok at Blind and Blonde. And all the social media links will be in the description below. But I do hope you've enjoyed this episode. I know it's a bit different to our other ones, but I think when we talk about the inaccessibility 